friends. Merry Christmas. It's day 11 of the 12 days of Christmas here at That Sounds Fun. My name is Annie F. Downs, and I'm the host of this little Christmas party. Can you believe the 12 days are almost over? I know I can't either. I hope you enjoyed our show from yesterday with Jen and Jamie and Nikki Deloach, our friend and one of our faves from the Hallmark Christmas movies. So much fun. Hey, the music in the background is from our friends Rend Collective. Be sure to grab a copy of their new Christmas album, A Jolly Irish Christmas Volume 2. It's so good. And have you had a chance to pre-order That Sounds Fun, the book? Just a reminder that when you pre-order, you can submit your receipt and get the audiobook now instead of having to wait until February when it comes out. Also, the first 3,000 people who order it from Barnes & Noble can get an autographed copy. And if you pre-ordered as a gift for someone else, that's so fun. We've got a Christmas card for you where you, you can download at thatsoundsfunbook.com so you have something to hand them to let them know about their gift. Before we jump into today's episode, I want to take a minute and tell you about one of our amazing partners, BetterHelp. You know I'm your friend who's always going to encourage you to take care of your whole self, and that includes your heart and your mind, along with your spirit and your body. If there's something standing in the way of your health and happiness and goals, BetterHelp is here to help you through it. BetterHelp assesses your needs and then matches you up with a licensed professional therapist who you then connect with in a safe and private online environment. You can start communicating with them in as soon as one day and send them a message anytime. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. It's a really great way to stay safe while also connecting with the help you need during these crazy COVID days. BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional counseling. It has clients all over the world. They have therapists with so many different areas of expertise, y'all. Things like depression or self-esteem, stress management, sleep challenges. So there's for sure a great match for what you're going through. They're professional and confidential. And this is not a crisis helpline, but gracious are they helpful. I want you to start living a healthier life today. And as one of our friends, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash that sounds fun. Join over a million people who've taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash that sounds fun. We have such a special show in store for you today. You may know my friend Angela Johnson from her viral videos about a nail salon or Bon Quiqui. She's also starred in films like Alvin and the Chipmunks and Our Family Wedding. She is absolutely one of my very favorites, incredible actress, incredible comedian. And today she's a pretty incredible preacher. I think you're going to enjoy this conversation with my friend, Angela Johnson. Angela Johnson. Welcome to the 12 days of Christmas. I got you right as you drank water. It's one of my life goals. Sorry. <laughs> you know, it's the water of life is what that was. Mm. That was significant of like Jesus in the midst of our, our friendship. Mm. So it was, I can find a word in anything. You know what I mean? Thank you. That, oh yeah. That, a, a word for a season. You've always got a word in the season. Hey. I appreciate it. One of my favorite things is you just, you live in LA, but you just did a big twi Instagram announcement that y'all are going to be living more in Nashville. Yes. Yes. And the first thing that made me laugh was 80, 75 people <laughs> commented, Annie, you should be friends with Angela Johnson. And I was like, we go back, we go back. Yes. That was hilarious. I saw lots of tags coming through and I was, I was, oh my God, hold on. Sorry. I know we're live here. Hey, Elijah. I'm in the middle of recording an interview. Can you not run around like an animal? 
Thank you. <laughs> Wait, who do you live with named Elijah? My godson lives okay. with us. And, okay. Um, it's my uh, first introduction to any sort of parenting. Yeah. Um, How old so is he? He's 10. So I, I jumped ahead a little bit. Yeah. I skipped all the like um, toddler steps and and terrible twos and just went straight to terrible tents. It's Yeah, went good. straight to a fourth grader or something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so y'all have it full time? Are y'all, so are you homeschooling, Angela? Oh, no, no. We would both be in a lot of trouble if that was the case. If I had to be this kid's teacher, he'd be showing up like at the end of the year <laughs> being like, okay, so Flaming Hot Cheetos are better than... <laughs> Puffs because puffs consistency is not as hard right. as Cheeto consistency. Right. That's what you would learn by the end of this. And then he'd be like, also, season five, Olivia Benson's hair was better than oh, season listen. seven. That's what he would learn if I was his teacher. How long has he been with y'all full time? Uh, since the pandemic started. Uh, him and uh, his mom, my best okay. friend, Penelope, they moved in with us in March. And this, you know, as everyone knows, this pandemic has been insane for everyone and so many life changes, so many um, adjustments, shifts and shakes. And that's part of us coming to Nashville. So, um, yeah, it's been a year of a lot of uh, changes, but an adventure. It's an adventure. Yeah. Let's do a little year in review for Angela Johnson, <laughs> comedian, actress, yeah. touring comedian who has not been on the road since March. Mm hmm. Let's start with this one. Last September, I had a conversation with God and I felt like God was telling me to take a break. I've been oh, touring wow. for 13 years. Yes. And I felt like um, God was like, hey, it's time for a sabbatical. And it was a really big decision for Manny and I to come to that I would come off the road. And I decided to come off the road for an entire year. And oh my gosh, you'd already planned it. Yes. Won't the Lord do it? That's what I'm saying. So like we had this whole thing last September 2019 and we were like, okay, I'm going to take a sabbatical. I'm going on a break. I'm going to take this time to like reconnect with my creator, to like detox, to um, basically deconstruct this machine that I've built that has worked so well for me. Like I've been touring for 13 years and my business is doing great. Like this machine has worked so well, but sometimes we don't realize what we're carrying with us that we no longer lead. It no longer serves us, but we keep carrying it because of familiarity. We keep carrying it because this is the way we've always done it. We keep carrying it because of all those things. And then next And we don't know a world without it. And yeah. so we just keep going. And, and that's so good. So I was like, you know what? I am going to like deconstruct this machine that I've built that I honor how amazing it has been, but I'm sure there's some things that I are no longer serving my highest good. So let's go ahead and deconstruct that. And I'm going to go ahead and talk to Jesus for a little bit. Be like, what up, Lord? Like, what else uh, you want to tell me? And so I decided to come off the road. And next thing you know, this world pandemic happens and everyone goes on sabbatical with me. So yes. <laughs> <laughs> the Lord is like, I meant everybody, yeah, not just yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so y'all had already planned this all along. What did deconstruction look like professionally like that? Girl, I thought this was about to be my eat, pray, love year. I was like, I'm going to go to Thailand. I'm going to yes. go to Vietnam. I'm going to go to all the countries. I'm going to go see some waterfalls. I'm going to all the things I thought I was going to do. Yeah. And I stayed home. 
all year, but let me tell you, it was the best time for me in my home that I bought this home five years ago and I had never really been able to enjoy it because I've been on the road. Like I said, travel, travel all the time, like 250 shows a year, like just all always on the road. And I finally got time to really enjoy my home. I built a garden in the backyard. I set up my my balcony to be my little like Zen area where I would have like my morning devotionals and I would have like my evening time gratitude moments. And um, it was so beautiful to connect with God via the things that I have, simplicity. Like I didn't need to go to Thailand. I didn't need to go to all these like fascinating places. I just needed to go within, within myself to find God in there and within my backyard, within my own living room, my balcony with all of these things is where I found this like super deep connection with God, with the earth, learning how to garden and nurture things to life and how it would nourish my body because I grew my own zucchini or whatever. Yeah. Like, so many things that I learned and um, coming to the end of the year, the fact that we felt like God was saying it was time to move was like such a big decision that I needed to come to terms with because I was like, what do you mean, God? Like I just started enjoying my house. Like I just right. started in right. my cute little devotional area. Like, what do you mean move? And it took me a lot of tears and a lot of arguments and a lot of stress to finally get to the place of acceptance and peace and being like, oh wait, this feels right. This feels like I need to let go. That trajectory of okay, I'm now I'm home. Now I am going to build my life in this place. And then God's going to ask me to give up that place. Yeah, it was it was uh, heartbreaking. But at the same time, it was saying so many things to me. Like I was hearing so many things within this. And one of the biggest things that I heard recently, probably like, because I just moved, like we just packed up and moved out. Like we sold our house and it closes tomorrow. So like this is all fresh right now. So one of the things that I I felt God was sharing with me is um, I'm a creature of comfort and I love to be comfortable. I prioritize comfort. I dress for comfort. Like you rarely see me in heels for fun just because it's a Tuesday. I want to be in some heels. No, nah, nah. I'm going to be in some jeans and tennies. And that's my life because I like comfort. When I travel, I travel for comfort. Like even if it's more expensive to pay for this plane ticket versus this plane ticket, I'm going to pay for this one because I want comfort. I value comfort. And I'm in a season in my life where I sold my house. Um, I'm living out of a suitcase in an Airbnb. And then when I move into my new house, it's going to be remodeled. So I'm still living in a suitcase. So you don't really get to unpack. And then I'm going to Nashville and figuring out what life looks like in Nashville, which I'll be in a little studio apartment. And it's like I'm living out of a suitcase. It's different from when I've been traveling for 13 years because on the road, I get to say, on Tuesday, I go home to my own bed, to my own shower, to my own comfort place. I don't have that comfort place anymore. Like I've literally surrendered all of my comfort places to God, trusting that this adventure that we're going on, there's something for me within that. There's something for me in the midst of it, at the end of it. And it's one of those things where I was like, wow, God, like I'm surrendering my most prized possession, which is my comfort to you. I just trust that you are doing something beautiful within that. Angel, that's, un I mean, that is 
very hard to do. Yeah. And for you and Manny together to have to make that choice and decide you're both willing to give up like that. I, I had this phone call yesterday with a friend of mine who's kind of newer in her faith. And her one of her questions to me that I would love for you to answer is she said, Jesus seems really great, but I'm not sure about God. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that makes, that is so honest and so beautiful. Mm -hmm. She's like, he seems mad and he seems like very judgmental, but Jesus seems really cool. In fact, she said, I feel like Jesus would like hang out with me and my friends. And I was like, well, you're right. And so, and even in your story, tell me how you see God's kindness and that God is loving in the middle of what you know you're giving up. Well, unfortunately, I feel like that's uh, the perception of God being mean and judgmental is just what we've been taught sometimes in the church and in Christianity. And it's our own flawed human nature to exude those things where we're supposed to exude the love of God. We exude these other attributes that are actually not God, but we think we're taking them on in his honor to fight for God. And we don't need to do any of that because God is not any of those things. Like God is love. And like, if love to you looks like hating this person, that person because of this and that, then actually that is not God. That's you. And you're projecting your fear of the unknown, your fear of getting it wrong, your fear of being on the outside so um, let me judge you and say, no, you're on the outside. You got to do it like this. And then people interpret that as, well, God seems mean and judgmental. And it's like, oh, so sorry. That's our bad. We're the humans. Um, we kind of messed that part up. Um, but no, God is, let me just think of this, like the creator of the universe, the cosmos. Like if you imagine yourself like in your house or wherever you are listening to this right now, like if you're in your car driving and then you like zoom out past the freeway, like past the city that you live in, past the state you live in, past the country, past the ocean, past the world, up into the stars, past the planets, past past this universe, the God that created all of that cares about this tiny little mind person sitting there in traffic listening to this right now. Like that God is not mad at you. That God doesn't hate you. Like that God is so happy about his creation, this beautiful, wonderful thing. Why would God be upset with you when he has all these beautiful things he just created? Like you don't got no time to be upset with you. Right. (laughs) Do you, I think that every time, I don't know why, I I don't think it when I'm in a plane looking at the world. I think it when I'm on the ground and I see a plane and I go, there are probably about 200 people on that. And God knows all of them. He like knows them and he knows where they're going and why they're going. And I'm just watching a plane fly by above my head. Yeah. Yeah. That's such, that's it. I mean, just thinking about the bigger picture of creation and who God is in that can remind us that he's kind and loving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. Sometimes when we make sacrifices like you and Manny are making and make changes, it can feel like we're giving up a lot. And oftentimes what I've experienced is when God says, hey, if you'll give up this thing, it's because I actually have a better thing. I just, you can't hold both at the same time. You can't own two houses. I mean, you rich, but two houses in LA is no joke. <laughs> That's hilarious. I just said this story. I was on my Instagram live the other day and I was sharing this with some people. And it was a story that I heard years ago and it just stuck with me. And it's basically what you're saying right now, but it's this visual. If you can imagine um, this 
this little girl, her dad gives her this pearl necklace and she loves her pearl necklace. And obviously it's just a fake necklace. She's a little kid and he gives her this pearl necklace and she loves it and she wears it every day. And it's like her favorite thing in the world. It's her most prized possession. And then one day her dad comes to her and he asks her for her pearl necklace back. And she was like, no, this is my favorite necklace. Why would you ask for this back? Like, no, this is my necklace. And he says, okay. And he just lets her go about her business. And then maybe a couple of days go by and he asks her again, hey, can I have your necklace back? And she's like, no, daddy, like this is my favorite necklace. And you gave it to me. Like, why would you ask for it back? And she's like crying. And then one day he comes to her again and he's like, can I have your necklace back? And finally with tears in her eyes, she takes her necklace off and she gives it to her dad. And she's like, I don't know why you want my necklace back, but here you can have it. And he says, thank you. And then he pulls out the real pearls and he hands her the real pearl necklace and said, I've been waiting to give this to you, but I just needed you to give me this one back. And it's that beautiful wow. picture of we hold on to something because it's our favorite, because it's comfortable, because we're used to it. We wear it every day because there's no way there could be anything better than this because this is as good as I'm going to get. So we hold on to things. And then finally, when we surrender it, God's like, thank you. I've been waiting for you to do that. Here, I had this waiting for you. Do you feel that coming in your story? Oh, yeah, for sure. It's one of those where I'm like, I am just trusting God right now. To me, it feels like that slingshot where it feels like you're going backwards and you're like, what? Oh, no. Like, why am I going backwards in life? And then poof, you shoot forward. It feels like that because we uh, we were living like up in the hills, you know what I mean? Looking over the valley, like my view at night was just like all the city lights and now the Airbnb that we're staying at is down in the valley. And it's um, it's a cute little neighborhood, but it's, it's a little bit more hood. And uh -huh. um, let, let me tell you how it's a little bit more hood. Do you know that the app called Citizen, the Citizen app? No. Is it like next door? Kind of like next door. It's like a, a crime app. Oh, yeah. App. Okay. <laughs> if there's crime in your area, ding, it alerts you. Uh -huh. So when I lived up in the hills, I mean, I would get like a ding or two a week, you know? And then now my phone won't stop going off with <laughs> of crime alerts. And I'm like, oh, shoot, how far is this from me? And um, I went to Starbucks in the neighborhood two times in a row, two mornings in a row. And <laughs> um, there was a, this one morning I went and there was this homeless fight happening out front. And so there was a lady across the street who's homeless and clearly she's not well. And she was just like screaming out into the air. And then there was this other homeless guy right in front of Starbucks yelling to her, telling her like, you got to wake people up. You better keep it down. The police going to come and get you. <laughs> oh and I'm just walking out with my two coffees. And I was like, oh, this is my neighborhood now. Like, this is where I live. And then I'm like, oh, it kind of reminds me of where I grew up. Like how I grew up. It's like back to the hood. So I was like, hey, guys. Hey. Good to see you. I'm back. Yeah, no, I, I was Did on you miss some, me? Yeah, I was on some fancy stuff for a little while, but I'm back now. So, <laughs> but I feel like it's, it's a good season. Like, I feel like God's going to do something in my creativity. He's going to do something in my mind, my spirit, everything. Like, it's a good shakeup because I was real comfortable 
in the hills. I was real comfortable in my beautiful home. I was real comfortable. And right now I surrendered all my comfort. So I'm like, okay, God, what, what, <laughs> what do you have in exchange for my comfort? Yeah. See, here's the problem is we're 20 minutes in and everybody thought they were getting Bon Quiqui and they're getting a preacher. Oh, like sorry. they're getting a word. No, no, no. <laughs> I I picked you because you're my friend, not because of the characters you play. I knew exactly who you are when you're coming on here. Hey, friends, taking a short break from this episode to give a shout out to our amazing partners at Third Love. You've heard me share about them before, and it's because they just make the best bras. Third Love bras are designed using the measurements of millions of women so that they create bras with all-day comfort and support. Their Fit Finder quiz was quick and easy for me to complete and gave me all the information I needed to get some great bras. Yes, that's plural, multiple bras. Third Love is all about the details that make their bras the most comfortable, like memory foam cups, no-slip straps, and a scratch-free band. Third Love creates better bras that really, truly do keep your comfort the top priority. The 24-7 Classic T-Shirt Bra is their number one rated bra, but they have so many styles, fabrics, and colors to choose from, like modern stripes and lace that's actually soft. Third Love makes it easy and free, for that matter, to return bras because they want you to be completely satisfied with your purchase. And they donate all of their gently used returned bras to women in need, supporting charities in their local San Francisco Bay Area and across the United States. So far, Third Love has got to donate over $20 million in bras. I think that is incredible. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for every woman. So right now they're offering my friends, that's you, 10% off your first order. So go to thirdlove.com slash sounds fun right now to get your perfect fitting bra and get 10% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash sounds fun for 10% off today. And now back to our conversation with Angela. I want you to circle around again, too, because I think it's super important in our spiritual lives where you said, I can sense or feel like I'm being pulled back like a slingshot. How do you learn to trust your gut like that and trust the Holy Spirit and you like that to go, oh, how do you know the difference between I'm going backwards and I'm in a slingshot? Um, there's a few different things. One, it's uh, learning God's voice in your life. The more you have a conversation with a friend, the more you recognize their voice, the more you recognize their sense of humor, the more you recognize their, um, the way they pronounce things. Like the more you spend time with that friend, the more you recognize their voice in it. And to me, um, the voice of God feels like peace in my spirit. So when I feel that peace, even if I'm doing something that's uncomfortable, if I'm doing something that's scary, if I'm doing something that has never been done before, if I feel that peace in my spirit, that peace that surpasses all understanding, then I'm like, okay, I trust you, God. I trust that this is you. And then really at that point, all we can do is trust. And then when you get down the road, you'll figure out like, oh, that one was me. Actually, that wasn't you, God, my bad. But <laughs> it's in those moments, it's okay to be like, this wasn't exactly the plan that I thought was going to happen, but there's really no mistakes. Yes. There's just gifts. Like if you go left or right, it doesn't really matter. Just go left and love God, be a good person, love humans, or go right and then love God and be a good person and love humans. At the end of the day, it, it's all just a journey. It's all just a journey. That's it. I genuinely think if you want to live the life God has thought up for you and, and dreamed up for you, you actually can't miss it. You can make mistakes, 
but but he's so loving. I don't I can't imagine a world where he goes, "Oh, Annie thought I said she should give that homeless man her dinner and I didn't say that." And so she's missing out now. I'm going to let her miss out. I, that just does not seem like or or did I say Nashville or did I say LA to Annie? Oh, I said LA, but she moved to Nashville and she's disobedient. I mean, he just fixes it. He'll fix where we mess up if we're listening to him. And there's blessings for you on the path. Like Let's say it was like, hey, Angela, you weren't actually supposed to move to Nashville. You were supposed to go to Texas. Well, guess what? There's going to be blessings for me in Nashville. I'm going to make friends in Nashville. I'm going to have great memories in Nashville. I'm going to make good connections in Nashville. And it's going to be awesome. And that's it. Like, adjust, pivot. I mean, it seems like everyone from California is moving to Texas. Though. I know. I am like... That's wild, isn't it? It's, it's crazy. But at the same time, there's so many people just in transition. Like, this is the season. This is the year of transition. Like, whether you're moving to Texas, Nashville, Florida, uh, all over. I mean, I have so many friends that have just moved. Ohio. They moved to um, uh, Washington. Like everybody's in transition. Like this is the season where God is like shaking and shifting things in the whole world. I mean, he's shaking and shifting in the uh, entertainment industry, in the sports world, in the medical industry, in the grocery industry, like God in the technology industry, everything is shaking and shifting right now. So it's the perfect opportunity to look within and be like, okay, God, what needs to shake and shift within my world? Because if you're doing this on a global scale, then why wouldn't you want to do this on like an inner scale within me? So let me just go with the flow of what you are doing right now and be like, okay, what do I need to surrender in my life? One of the things you just said, Angela, I loved is, is you said looking at what is going on in the world can tell us what God is doing in a way that uh, we should embrace that in our lives. For sure. Like you want to jump in the flow. Like if God is doing some shaking and shifting and changing on a major world scale, I don't want to be the one left the same. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's like, good. So I can do the same. Like no way. Like I want to change with purpose as well. Like if everybody's moving forward, I don't want to stay put in cement. No, let's go. Where, where, do we, where are we going? Oh, out of my beautiful home? All right. Okay, let's go. Man, I need to hear that because my nature is not... Uh, I'm excited to change with the world. My nature is like, can, like the idea right now that Australia is doesn't have COVID. I'm like, can I go? Seriously, I know. Can I just go where? You mean there's a part of this world where I don't have to do this? And the Lord's like, what if I just want you to still be in this? Yeah, I'm not interested in what that. Angela. if wear a mask? What if just like do what you got to do? Outdoor dining in the winter? What if? <laughs> <laughs> I know y'all probably want to stay in LA for that outdoor dining until, you know, March before you move this way. It's really crazy. My friend is in Australia right now and she had to quarantine for two weeks. Yeah. So as soon as they land, they get in a shuttle. The shuttle takes them to a special quarantine hotel. They don't get to talk or see anybody and they stay in their hotel room. They cannot come out of the room for two weeks. Why is she there? Is she ever coming back? Uh, her, she's from there. She went to go visit her family. Oh, got it. I would almost do that if I could do my job from there. <laughs> you know what? Two weeks. Okay. I, and if then I get to might work better over there. I know. <laughs> the <laughs> Wi-Fi may be better than ours is today. <laughs> if the people knew how much, they, how much the devil is trying to bring us down, Angela Johnson. <laughs> 
Not today, Satan. Not today. Not today. Tell me what you have learned about comedy in 2020. I mean, like, can I, let me show you, tell you two observations. It's harder than ever for y'all to make jokes because everybody takes things personally. Okay. Thank and you. all the jokes seem to be pointed in one direction politically. And, and if you make any joke in the opposite direction, it, you get canceled. Yeah. Well, you get canceled for anything, everything. I, I have no idea what I'm going to get canceled for. I'm sure I'm, I might be canceled right now and I don't even know it. Like I, who knows? Yeah. Comedy. This has been going on for a while though. Cause I just had, you know, the time hop app where it tells you like what you posted like two years ago or whatever. I posted this meme and it was this like kid going through like this laser like obstacle course where there's lasers going and he's like almost trying to like um like sneak through you know like the spy movies and you don't want to like once you hit the laser you're out you know and it said this is me trying to tell a joke in 2015 <laughs> and that still applies in yes. 2020 yes so I feel like it's been years of everybody's too sensitive and who knows? Like, it's kind of scary for me, to be honest, because I'm such a, like, people pleaser type person. I'm a nine. And I like to, like, make peace with people. I don't like people to be mad at me. I don't like people to be mad at her. Because then if I see she's mad at her, then I'm like, let me fix this. You know what I mean? <laughs> um. So sometimes, like, I'll write out something funny. And, like, I want to say it. Or I'll, th- I'll say something funny. And we go, oh, let me tell that on Instagram. And be like, actually that's going to go to uh, my private circle where it's like green, where only like my real friends see it because I don't trust none of y'all fools out there. We probably take things out of context. So forget it. You don't even get this funny joke. This one for my friends only. Yes, I know. I mean, I would imagine you have to think like that. I mean, I have to think like that all the time about opinions of like, is this even worth saying? Because is this worth the cost? And sometimes it is. I mean, there are some conversations about racial injustice that it's like, yes, it's worth whatever this is going to cost. But sometimes there's jokes where I'm like, is it worth making this? But I know I've got the pun right, but it's just not worth it. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I definitely will reserve myself on some jokes, but on any sort of like social justice things, I let me tell you, I've gotten many of messages from people like unfollow, I'm out, and I'm like, girl, bye. I don't please. <laughs> right. Go ahead. Go ahead, honey. That's bye. right. My friend Carlos Whitaker always says, I'm not an airport. You don't have to announce when you're taking off. <laughs> Hilarious. That is so you can just go. You don't have to announce it. That's- Funny. Have you been writing new comedy in these? Like, what are you writing during quarantine? Especially when y'all were like seriously locked down April and May. Are you writing anything new? Nope. No. No, I wrote nothing. I wrote nothing. And let me tell you, I saw <clears throat> Glennon Doyle wrote something. Do I have it? It was beautiful. It was basically, she said, um, it was a tweet that she put out and it was like, just so you know, I haven't written anything this entire quarantine. I've written nothing. And that's okay. Sometimes it's a season to write and create. And sometimes it's a season to rest and I'm resting. And that's a paraphrase, by the way. Um, but it, of course, she said it way more eloquently and like, boom, mic drop and stuff like that. <laughs> but that's what I took from it. It was like giving you permission to like, hey, you don't have to come out of this quarantine with like your new hour of comedy written. You don't have to come out with your new book written. You don't have to come out 
with like all your goals achieved because you had all this time. Like you can give yourself grace because we're all going through this crazy pandemic thing. Some of you are raising kids on homeschool that are acting out because they don't get any recess time to get their energy out. So they're acting out. They don't get to connect with their friends like on a human level and like have a crush on a girl at school or a boy at school. Like they don't get to have those things that they typically get to like exude that energy in that life. So now they're acting out and then now you're stressed out as a parent because like, what am I doing wrong or, or whatever it is. And it's like, no, have grace because we're all going through a freaking world pandemic where things are changing and we don't have to get all the chores done at the end of the day. Like just relax. I have said to my counselor just last week, maybe I said, I am publicly saying a lot. Hey, listen, we're all going through a thing. This is harder on you than you realize. Mm -hmm. Just give yourself some space to feel what you feel. And yet internally, I'm like, why are you not producing more? Right. Why are you not doing, you know, like I'm giving everyone else, like, be kind to yourself. And I'm, and I'm being a brat to myself of like, you should have done more in these eight months or whatever. Right. Yeah. And of course we're our toughest critic. So that's natural to do that. But like for me personally, the comparison game is what gets me in my head. Like it's when you see someone doing like way more episodes of their podcast than you, or they're coming out with their new book, or they're coming out with a new journal, or they're coming out with blah, 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 blah. And then you're like, Annie, you should have done more. It's usually when it's the comparison, when you see what others are doing, because if you were just like blinders on and you didn't have the ability to see what other people were doing, then you probably wouldn't be like, oh, I should be doing more. You'd be like content right where you're at. Like, okay, God, what are we doing today? Like, we're going to binge watch a show on Netflix. Okay. That sounds good. <laughs> that sounds nice. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, it's one of the things that stresses me out a little bit about LA, Angela, is that every time I'm, I love coming out there for work, but I feel like y'all have to deal with comparison professionally, comparison physically compare. I mean, it is like the comparison game feels higher in an entertainment driven town. Am I off on that? You know, I don't know because um, I only know like where I live and what's happening. Yeah. You're like, I, I don't know because I'm hot. So. <laughs> no, not even. I mean, like we all have social media. So whether you live in LA or Nashville, you can still follow the girl that lives in LA or you can still follow the girl that lives in New York or lives in Croatia or lives in wherever. So it's. I'm rarely ever comparing to the person that I live next door to. I'm comparing uh, yeah. to the person that I just scrolled away from. And I don't think that's specific to where you live. Yeah, you're right. I mean, you just, what kind of workout did you do today that you came in this hot, that you came in this ready to bring a good word in the right season over and over? <laughs> Ooh, I don't know. I just finished filming an audition, a self-tape audition, so I hope I book it. Uh, will you please tell people about self-tapes? Because I think they are fascinating. Okay, so I love it way more than actually going to an audition. Um, <laughs> but it's basically you pull out your camera and your tripod and your ring light, and then you have someone who knows how to read well, yes. read the opposite lines. Yes. And then you record yourself for an audition, and then you send it in. And 
that's it. You didn't have to get in your car, drive, meet anybody awkwardly, be nervous standing in front of people. As you can hear the guy in front of you doing his audition, you're like, oh, he sounds better than me. Like you don't get. And you can do as many takes as you want on a self tape. Yeah. I've been the reader, the very good reader on the other side of a couple of self tapes. I don't, I don't have any reason to do a self tape, but I've been the reader. And it's just amazing to be like, Oh, I'm acting. I'm acting like Bill, the grocer. You know? <laughs> well, my friend is the young girl in the Hallmark movie who's, you know, doing the audition. Hey, friends, just interrupting this conversation one more time to tell you about one of our incredible partners, Able. You guys know how much I love our friends at Able. They make some of my favorite products, but even better than that, they do so much good in the lives of those who work with them. My purse is from Able. My backpack is from Able. Some of my clothes are from Able. My jewelry, you get the idea. I cannot get it. Oh, shoes too. I can't get enough of Able. Able creates transformative opportunities for the women who work for them. All of their products are handmade and they are deeply devoted to quality, both in the products they make and in the quality of the life they aim to provide for their employees. Their products make meaningful gifts because they transform the lives of the women who made them. Right now, Able is offering our friends 20% off. You guys, do you hear me? 20% off when you go to livefashionable.com slash that sounds fun and use the code TSF20. Again, that's livefashionable.com slash that sounds fun and use the code TSF20. Don't miss this deal, y'all. There's some fun stuff to get right now. And now back to our conversation with Ange. You know, if you picture a year from now or five years from now, I mean, are you, do you think, will you do movies? Do you want to do more TV? You've been on Mad TV. You've been on a ton of TV, but do you do, want to do more movies? Do you want to do TV? What's the, what's the fun hope going forward when you're doing these self-tapes? I want to do it all. And sometimes I get comments from people that are like, hey, how come you don't do movies anymore? How come, like, why don't you want to do any more TV shows? And then I'll be like, girl, you think I don't want to do those things? I do want to do them. The problem is they have to want me to do them. Right. I don't hire me. Yeah. And if they don't want me, then I don't get to be in the movie. Like, <laughs> it's, it's really funny. But I guess, like, people don't really understand how that works. They just think, oh, you're an actress. You want to be in a movie. Go be in a movie. Like, I guess it was, it kind of is like that. But you actually... You hear no way more than you hear yes. Like for every hundred no's you receive, you'll get one yes. You booked it. So it's um, it's definitely a journey. I would love to do more film and television. Um, I love comedy. Uh, but I do want to like play a detective one day where I get to like chase a bad guy and shoot him. Like I want to like be be the one that's like chasing the bad guy down the alley and then like trips and falls you know, and then like gets back up and maybe chases him or maybe just take like, I might, I don't know. It depends. Did I get injured in this fall? Then I'm going to call for backup at that. Point. <laughs> You're like, what's my motivation? Yeah. Did I have, do I have some historical pain about falling? Do I have a stunt <laughs> double for this part or no? Because that's going to determine if I rewrite the end of the scene or that's not. That's right. That's right. That's right. So what's the part of moving to Nashville? What is what do you and Manny have? And for people who don't know your husband, he was in Group One Crew. And now he's a solo artist? Yeah, so he is a solo artist, but mainly writing music for like uh, commercials, TV shows, movies, movie trailers, stuff like that. So it's 
he'll release songs on Spotify and Apple Music and all of that, but most of the songs that he's releasing are ones that he wrote specifically for a Sprite commercial or for whatever, you know? So he does a lot of writing in Nashville, which is why it made so much sense for us to say, hey, let's move to Nashville. And you'll still get to do your stuff here. Yeah, and and they have Zany's Comedy Club there, which I will be very excited to like start getting involved with and showing up there and like hanging out and making it a thing. And I know of other comics who have moved to Nashville as well. So I'm very excited to like hang with them. And got my good buds out there already, Nate Bargatze and um, a bunch of, bunch of friends. Like I actually have a community there. Like I have a lot of friends that I love dearly that live there. Krista Black Gifford's there. My friend Erica Grieve is there. Shane Stevens there. Like I have all my really um. good close people. And that's it really. I know nobody <laughs> else. That's <laughs> that's the full list that is the full list of people I will be interacting with <laughs> oh my gosh I can't wait for all your fans to tag you and, and tag me in this one like, you guys should be friends you guys should be friends which speaking of you know I haven't talked to him forever is Tiffany Thurston who really did make us friends yes, down, at, down in Honolulu um, that's where we should go I don't think they have COVID either in Hawaii do they? Really? I haven't, I don't know. I don't know. Those, I don't know. Those. I just want to fly away. I just want to fly away, Ange. That's all. That's all. <laughs> I just made that up. So <laughs> um, okay. So when y'all get here in the spring, you'll just be here for a while and you'll go back and forth. Yeah, we'll go back and forth. Um, we have community there. We have community here. I mean, I'm a California girl born and raised, so there's no way I could ever just abandon California. Plus I'm Mexican and I'm very close to my family and all my family is in California. So there's no way I would just bounce and be like, bye, come visit me if you want. Yeah, right. Can we just do, when you get here for real, for real, can we do some like Mexican food taste testing? Can we like go get the real stuff? That is my dream, actually. Okay. Because like <laughs> I've driven down, what is that street? Nolansville. Nolansville. Yes, Nolansville. Yes. And see all the Mexican restaurants and I'm like, okay. And I'm like yelping and then they're like low reviews and stuff. And I'm like, okay, so not that one. But then I was like, wait a minute. Who's the people writing these reviews? That's right. I don't know if I trust your opinions. Actually, That's right. I'm gonna have to try for myself. So I actually want to like make a full week of just Nolansville Pike and just like try every single restaurant. And I will have diarrhea by the end of the week, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> Are y'all still going to live right over there in the other place where I came? Uh, yeah. So we rent out that house right now, uh, okay. but we have a studio apartment um, that is in the back of the house that I'll be staying there. Okay. Oh, so we can just meet up at Nolansville. This feels like an entire web series we should do on the internet. Just eating your way through Nolansville Pike. Yes. I would do yeah. it. I would do yeah. it. Okay. Okay. I'm here for it. I think, I think we should too. We just wrote a show. We, oh God, <laughs> we just copyrighted it. Don't anyone copy us. We just copyrighted it. Intellectual <laughs> property. We own it. We, heard, we said it before you heard it. We own it. We have the recording. It is. It's 4.24 p.m. <laughs> this is ours. Oh, we're going to do it. That's going to be so fun. Okay, let's tell everyone a couple of things before we hang up. Nights at the Roundtable is your podcast. Uh, Manny and I and our friend Brandon Smith, we have a podcast called Nights at the Roundtable. And it's basically this podcast came out of what we were naturally just doing in our lives is we would have like Sunday dinner and like our closest little circle would come over and we would always talk about 
God, life, relationships, like we're laughing, then we're crying, then we're being honest, and then we're like asking questions and like really just deconstructing and reconstructing our faith, our beliefs, our life, like everything. And we would have such great conversations that were like, oh, we wish everybody could hear these conversations. And then Manny was like, well, why don't we do a podcast? So he created this podcast and I bas- I just got cast into it. Like, it's not even mine. Like I, I got hired. I auditioned and I got hired. <laughs> I did a self-tape for my husband. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, hey, not that kind. Um, <laughs> yeah. So this is our nights at the round table where we talk about faith, love, life, our deconstruction and reconstruction of all of those ideas. And um, we just come to the table with honest uh, hearts. Oh, I love it. Okay. That's so good. I've, I've listened to it. I mean, it's on Apple. I've listened to one. Thank you. It's Apple, Spotify, it's everywhere. Yeah. Good. Okay. So, and then you have merch at your store that we should go get. Yeah. So you can go to Angela.com, A-N-J-E-L-A-H.com. My merchandise is all up there. We have some bundles, we have some sales and all that kind of stuff. So yes. check it out. Well, we need all the Bond Quickly things. I mean, I'm sure she features in your store. Get them all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. The last, do we, is there anything we didn't talk about that you need us to discuss today? I don't think so. I feel like I said a lot of words. That's the nature of the situation. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, we, I guess out. we didn't really talk about Christmas or the oh, 11 shoot. Pipers piping. <laughs> shoot. It's supposed to be a Christmas episode. I'm no, no, no. I asked you exactly what I wanted to know. This is the exact show that it is supposed to be. I have no okay. question about that. But 11 Pipers piping. What about him? I don't know. What do you know about him? That's It's day 11 of the 12 days of Christmas. And I, I keep getting chirped at that we didn't put these on the exact 12 days of Christmas after Christmas. But uh, okay. it's because we don't work between Christmas and New Year's. And so I wanted to give my team a rest. Yeah. So. Well, I feel like 11 Pipers piping. Like, I don't know what that means. No. But... um. I don't see one piper at Christmas. Yeah, I'm a comedian, so I can make it mean a lot of things that are, <laughs> that are, are They could get us canceled. Yes. So um, I will just say I don't know what the piper's business is on Christmas and why there's 11 of them. I don't and either. why they only come out during December. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know either. Uh, do you all see your family and Manny's family this year for Christmas? We're not seeing anybody for no. Christmas. No, no. We're. I was like, listen, it's not worth it because uh, my mom has asthma. I'm not trying to accidentally give her COVID. So I was like, no. His parents are like in their late 70s, and I was like, nah. Yeah, we'll FaceTime you and say hello and Merry Christmas, but it is not worth it. Like, I will wait. I'll wait till there's vaccine. I'll wait till things die down. But I'm not. I'm not chancing anything. So. Is that what y'all did for Thanksgiving too? Just keep it small. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. This was my first time not having a Thanksgiving of at least 30 people. Oh my gosh. It was crazy. Yeah. I baked, I, I baked my own chicken. I roasted a chicken. <laughs> did you? Like, I'm not a good cook, but I, it was really good. I roasted a chicken. I made mashed potatoes and gravy and I did a green bean casserole. So it was kind of like I had to step up, you know, because typically other people cook like the good important parts and I actually got to do the important parts. (laughs) Well, you have to do the same at Christmas, I guess. I know. Or y'all just having pizza. I don't know. No, I'm going to do the same exact thing. I'm like, I already did it good once. Let me just do it again. (laughs) You're like, remember that chicken? Forget it because I'm going to do it again. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to chance it on something new. We're doing that chicken thing again. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's our COVID chicken. We're going another yeah. round with our COVID chicken. It's that or tacos. That's so. right. Oh, delicious. Well, everybody will know how much we love tacos once they see our Netflix show. Yeah. <laughs> about Nolansville. So <laughs> they're going to know. They're going to get it. A white girl <laughs> and a Mexican girl who doesn't speak Spanish. Go eat at every Mexican restaurant on Nolansville Pike. Yeah, that's, co- again, copyrighted, everyone, copyrighted. Don't, don't try to steal our IP. And the last question we always ask, because the show is called That Sounds Fun, tell me what you do for fun. Mm, that sounds fun. I mean, eat. I really enjoy eating. Um, What do I do for fun? That's a great answer if that's the first thing that came to your mind. Yeah, eating is my favorite thing. Like anytime I go on a vacation, again, this is pre-COVID, Anytime I go on a vacation, I plan out my things around eating. So it's like, okay, there's this restaurant in like NoHo. There's this restaurant in like the Upper West Side. And there's this restaurant in Brooklyn. So how do we time it out to get to all of those? (laughs) How do we do them all? Same, sister. (laughs) Same. What's your, do you have like a meal that when you think about like, this was, this was not only great food, but it was a great experience. Like, is there one favorite place that you love going to or? Um, gosh, the, oh, so many, so many things. It really depends. Like the thing that popped in my head because I was just describing New York. So I went to a New York yeah, place yeah. is, um, very simple. It's Italy. Yes. And Italy is for those who don't know, it's like this marketplace of a bunch of different restaurants. You can buy meats and cheeses and anything imported from Italy, pasta, like all kinds of stuff. Well, there's this one pasta at this one restaurant. It's, um, how do you say it? Cachao y Pepe. Oh, I don't know if I'm saying know. it right. But it's the one that's just peppery, right? Yeah, it's just cheese and pepper. So my friend ordered it and I was like, that sounds real boring. Just cheese and pepper? No, thank you. And then he ordered it and then I ate all of his food. So then now I just order it all the time. And it's just spaghetti noodles with like these different cheeses and some black pepper. And it is bomb. Yeah. So, I love <laughs> Maybe it. that's what you do at Christmas. You just whip some of that up. Oh, learn how to make that. Look at you, though. Maybe we'll do that. I believe in you. Ange, I love you. Thanks for making time to do this. Love you. I just think the world of you. I can't wait for you to move to Nashville and see all those friends you listed. That'll be really special for you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, friends, is she not the best? I know. She makes me laugh so hard. But also, come on with that preaching word, Angela. My gracious, I love her. And I can't wait till we live in the same town and go eat Mexican food all up and down Nolansville Pike. And we'll apparently make a show about it and show it to you. Hey, be sure to follow Angela today and tell her how much we loved having her on the show. Tell her how much her words meant to you. It never, never fails that when you guys go out of your way to tell our guests how much their words matter to you, it affects them and it blesses them. And I love that about y'all. Thank you for always doing that. Hey, if you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places you may need me. That's how you can find me. And we've got lots of great videos over at Annie F. Downs TSF. Like, that sounds fun on YouTube. All right, friends. Whew, 11 down, one to go. I think that's it for me today. Go out or stay home and do something that sounds fun to you. I'll do the same. And what do you say we meet back here tomorrow for the 12th and final show of this little party? We're getting my team together and my family involved. And we're finishing out our 12 days of Christmas talking about traditions and talking about Jesus. Can't wait to see y'all tomorrow.